I V M. Hello, welcome, and Khushamadi. You're listening to the Note with me, Maharo Khanayat. The whole of past week has been dominated, of course, by the demise of one of the most legendary actors of Indian cinema. Dilip Kumar Sahab, aka Yusuf Khan Sahab. But apart from that, one of the biggest headlines has, of course, been the dramatic, and I use the word dramatic, cabinet reshuffle that has been orchestrated, of course, by the Prime Minister, and a big role being played by Home Minister Amit Shah. Now, in this episode of the Note, I want to talk about why has Modi Shah Combine done this cabinet reshuffle, dramatic as it may be. Forty-three new ministers inducted into the Council of Ministers of uh, Narendra Modi. Why has this happened? Number one, the first and foremost thing that comes to mind and is quite apparent is accountability. Now, what do I mean by accountability? Remember, in the past one year, because of COVID nineteen, the handling of the crisis, and especially the second wave, the way it hit the country, uh, the images of people uh, suffering because of lack of oxygen in hospitals, the vaccination drive, the criticism over vaccine production in the country, has greatly dented the image of the Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Has been seen by one and all as somebody who gets down and gets the job done. However, in the past one year and a half, that image has taken a beating, and that is something that the Modi Shah combine think does not augur well for Narendra Modi or the future prospects of the Bharatiya Janata Party. Remember, this party and this government is constantly in election mode. They look at everything from the prism of how elections can be won. So this dented image had to be resurrected, and as a result of which. The message very clear from the Bharatiya Janata Party and the Prime Minister's offices: We are going to remove the ministers that have caused enough damage to the party. Twelve ministers have been sacked. Some of the most prominent ones being Dr. Harshvardhan, the Health Minister, Ravi Shankar Prasad, Prakash Javadekar. All these ministers had been in the news, perhaps not for the right reasons, in various controversies. Dr. Harshvardhan, particularly because of the handling of the health crisis in the country, so it clearly shows that the Prime Minister. And Amit Shah mean business. They want to get things in order before very, very crucial elections in the next two years, and of course, the Lok Sabha elections in 2024. So, the first and foremost reason why this cabinet rejig has happened is to show accountability that we mean business. That ministers who are not performing well will be sidelined. In fact, will be sacked. We'll get induct new faces into the cabinet. Number two is uh, allies and alliances. What do alliances and allies mean for the Bharatiya Janata Party as they prepare for 2024 Lok Sabha elections, as they prepare for Uttar Pradesh in 2022, Maharashtra, and the other big states that go to the polls? What does this mean? It means that when the BJP came into power, especially in 2019, it came with a massive majority. The allies began to feel that the BJP does not need them anymore. Right at the forefront of that war was Shiv Sena. We saw a disintegration of the party uh, of the alliance, rather, in Maharashtra, and now Shiv Sena, you know, aligning uh, with the Congress and the NCP to form the government there. Akali Dal, on the other hand, unhappy with the farm laws, which has caused a furore, particularly in Punjab. 
The feeling within the allies of the NDA, as it's called, was that the BJP does not need them anymore. However, the experience of West Bengal, where the BJP has seen a drubbing. Now, many pundits will say, or many BJP supporters will say, it was not a drubbing. Given that they only had four seats in the earlier assembly, they have made significant progress. By all counts, that has been the case. However, their own projections were to cross the 200 mark in the West Bengal Assembly and the BJP was not even able to cross the 100 mark, which clearly in that sense becomes something of a huge lesson for the BJP and Narendra Modi as well as Amit Shah. And why is that? That is that no longer can Narendra Modi rely on his uh, charisma, his endearing uh, presence and the love that people feel for him uh, being perhaps one of the most uh, popular prime ministers in at least the last 20-30 odd years. He's realized he's not getting the votes anymore and he cannot get the votes for people that he puts up in various states. As a result, the BJP has realized the importance of allies. And that is a very crucial thing that one sees in this cabinet reshuffle. The way different parties, uh, different parties have been accommodated, different regions have been accommodated, different SCSTs have been accommodated, OBCs have been accommodated, Dalits have been accommodated, clearly shows that BJP wants to bring in the allies back into the fold ahead of big elections that are coming up. Number three, target UP. Uttar Pradesh goes to the polls next year. It's a very crucial state. Remember, in the second wave, we have those images of bodies piling up on the banks of the Ganga. We have images of how people have suffered in Uttar Pradesh during the second wave. These are images that still are, um, you know, chapo to use a word in the minds of the UP voters. And what the BJP clearly realizes is whether it's OBCs, whether it's Dalits, whether it's tribals, we need to bring them back closer to the BJP if they have to fight the likes of the Samajwadi Party and RLD in Uttar Pradesh. So we see what? We see about seven new ministers being inducted, all from Uttar Pradesh. So now within the Council of Ministers and the Cabinet, we have about 15 ministers from Uttar Pradesh. That's clearly keeping in mind Uttar Pradesh elections that happen next year. So that's point number two. Point number, uh, in fact, that's point number three, because number one is accountability. Number two is making sure that allies are brought back within the NDA fold, they're kept happy ahead of 2024. And number three is target Uttar Pradesh. Now, what is the fourth point? The fourth point is health has become a priority for this government. And honestly, all of you hearing this must rejoice. Remember, health has never been a priority in our budgets. But given the pandemic and how it hit the country, given how vaccination has still been problematic, given how the second wave hit most of us, the lack of a health infrastructure has been exposed. The very fact that health is being given priority as far as this government is concerned, is great news perhaps for all of us. That's another thing that comes out from this cabinet reject. Finally, target 2024. Remember, like I said, the BJP and this government is always in election mode. They're realizing 2024 is three years, uh, uh, you know, we're looking at three years before uh, the next Lok Sabha elections happen. And given the lean, mean machine 
of the Bharatiya Janata Party, which is looking at making sure that everything is in place before elections. They are not like other parties that come into action at the last minute. They're making sure that all their homework is done. The allies are in place. They have a roadmap for 2024. And this cabinet rejig is going to play a huge role towards that. And finally, one of the states where the BJP has faced a lot of trouble with, they've tried every permutation combination and it hasn't worked, which is Maharashtra. They've got Narayan Rane, someone who has been with the Congress party, has then been with the Shiv Sena, and now comes into the BJP fold saying that he's ideologically, you know, completely aligned to the Bharatiya Janata Party. That's how politics works. Uh, but clearly, him being brought in, he's a former chief minister of Maharashtra. He has great access and great influence in the state. And that is critical because the BJP has realized that it needs to get its act together in Maharashtra. So all of this, at the end of it, I would say that all of this comes uh, this rejig has happened, keeping elections in mind. For the Modi-Shah combine, winning elections is at the heart of their functioning. That critically is why uh, this induction of 43 ministers in a dramatic move, which perhaps even most of the ministers didn't know that they would be inducted. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM Podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at the rate IVM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I'm Mahro Khinayat on Twitter and Mahro Khinayat on Instagram as well.